I think that you can probably fill in the blanks of what I left out on this slide. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. He climbed up in the sycamore tree. I mean, y'all didn't say that with much confidence. I mean, didn't we all learn that? Zacchaeus was a wee little man and he climbed up in the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. Now, sadly, I hope you understand this. Sometimes the most powerful stories in the Bible, we, 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 we kind of reduce those to our kids. And, and that's appropriate, but sometimes that's kind of where it stays with us. Uh, Susan and I have a list of movies that we watch, and we were kind of running out of options, and I'd kind of parked Samson. I just kind of, I wonder what that's. Susan, like, was in shock when we got to the end of Samson because, like, it was a real depiction of what it was like. It's not the story that you and I heard in Sunday school. It was like, oh, my goodness. She was like, she said, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. This is, I mean, it was so like, wow. The Bible's like that. And the story of Zacchaeus goes way beyond what we just said. So the, the, what, I, what I did this, this year in preparation for the season is I, again, I just reread the account of Palm Sunday. You know, the stories don't change. The words don't change. But for some way, the Holy Spirit just has this way of just expanding, illuminating what's there. And something that I noticed this year is that Luke, more than just focused on the event of the entry of Jesus into Jerusalem, he kind of expands it. So there's kind of a pre-parade, then the parade, and then kind of a post-parade. And so the book ends on the triumphal entry of Jesus. They may start a little bit before Zacchaeus, but... Maybe the tightest book in is you've got Zacchaeus. He's this man who wanted to see Jesus. Then you've got the parade. And then it ends with Jesus weeping over the city, Jerusalem, that didn't want to see Jesus. So it's just an interesting flow within there. So I want to read you uh, the story of Zacchaeus in chapter 19 of Luke. If you have your Bible, please follow along. If you don't, just listen. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and very rich. He was trying to see who Jesus is. It's not was. It's, there's an, my Greek kind of, I, I would have to go too many places to figure it out. But literally, he wanted to see who Jesus is. I want to see who Jesus is. But on account of the crowd, he could not, because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead, he climbed a sycamore tree to see him, because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay, I must dwell, I must lodge at your house today. So Zacchaeus hurried down and was happy to welcome Jesus. All who saw it begin to grumble loudly, 
loud enough that Jesus and the disciples and Zacchaeus would have heard. Jesus has gone to be the guest of one who's a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there in his home and said to Jesus, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone, it's really a statement of since I have defrauded so many, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, today, 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 this very day, salvation has come to this household, to this family, because he too is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Now Luke wants us to know that Zacchaeus was several things. He was the chief tax collector for Jericho. That's the only time in the New Testament chief tax collector shows up. So it's a, it's a unique title. So I don't know. I mean, no, I mean I, again, I didn't, I didn't know where to go to research that. I, my research search tools are limited, so I couldn't. Mine didn't have anything. Uh, But there's something, he's not just a tax collector, he's a head tax collector. And I don't know if it's just for like the city of Jericho, or maybe it's broader than that. Uh, Because he's a tax collector, because of the dynamics of how taxation worked, he is a very rich man. He is a man that's, he's small in stature, he's short. And he's a descendant of Abraham. Those are the things that Luke wants us to know about him. So he's a Jew, would be another way to say that. But the most important thing is he wanted to see Jesus. I want to see who Jesus is. I've heard that Jesus is passing by. I want to see who he is. But something blocked his view. Now one, the thing that we, again, we remember, he was a wee little man, so the thing that we remember is that his size, he couldn't see over the crowds. And because of his reputation among the crowds, there is no way that the crowd would open up and let him get a front row seat. Because the crowd kept Zacchaeus from seeing Jesus because they considered him a sinner. He was in cahoots. He was unclean. You want to put it in the religious, he was unclean. He deals with the Gentiles. He's unclean. He, could, he would not have been able to go to synagogue in Jericho because he did business with Gentiles. So he's an outsider. He, he would have been hated. You might want to put it that way. He's a sinner. Uh, I also think that that probably translated over to why Luke wants us to know he's the son of Abraham because the, the town probably used words that would have said he's a bastard of the son of Abraham. He can't be. He can't be in our lineage and do what he does. Pretty strong. So that crowd, not not just physically kept him from Jesus, but socially, he's on the outside. So he had to run ahead of the parade and get up in a tree. His job blocked his view of Jesus. So he's a contractor for for the Roman Empire. 
And what Rome said to the tax collectors in Judea was, we, we want you to collect 40% of tax. But anything else you want on top of that, be, be my guest, be my guest. You know, you, you do it. So, uh, obviously, Zacchaeus, from his confession, he, he okay, I will extract as much as I can. He became very wealthy. So his job, I, am I going to give this up to see Jesus? Because I'm really rich. I'm lonely, but I'm rich. His wealth. Again, just he, he became rich by taking advantage of the poor. What does that do to you? If, if you were that person, and you were in a position where you could take advantage of the poor, and you chose to take advantage of the poor, you became rich when others were so poor, you extorted higher than necessary taxes from others. What does that do to you? What did that do to him? What was happening within his soul by doing that? Then it's fun to see Zacchaeus climbed up into the tree to see Jesus, but who saw who? Hey, Zacchaeus. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> Zacchaeus, come down. Out. Hurry, hurry out of there. Because I must stay at your house today. Now that's what's, that what set the crowd off. Is when Jesus, I must stay at your house. He's saying, I'm coming to your house to receive your hospitality. I'm coming to your house where you will wash my feet. I'm coming to your house where you will serve me something to drink. I'm coming to your house where you'll give me some fruit. I'm coming to your house where you will give me bread. You'll give me meal. I'm going to be your guest, and you're going to serve me. And then if I need need to stay overnight, I'm going to stay overnight in your house. Now, again, within the mindset of the community, if if Jesus, he's going to get it. He's going to get that sin stuff by doing that. I cannot believe that he's going to receive that hospitality, enter the home of a sinner, someone that's touched the Gentiles, all that's going to get on Jesus. That's what they're grumbling about. And Jesus turns all of that around and says, salvation. What the crowd is, is determining to be damnation, Jesus is saying salvation. Salvation comes that very day into the household of Zacchaeus. Salvation for Zacchaeus. Salvation makes itself known and felt in the present. Salvation, deliverance, rescue makes itself known and felt in the presence. Present before it is completely disclosed in the future. A lost son is found, and he is saved from a destructive life. No longer will Zacchaeus take advantage of the poor. That was destroying not just the poor. That was destroying him. No longer will I extort taxes from others. That was destroying not only others, but him. 
No longer will I grow rich at the expense of others. There's an old Jewish saying that warns us not to trifle away one's life. Do not trifle away your life. Spoiling our lives through our own actions and bringing ourselves to destruction. Zacchaeus, without Jesus, was trifling away his life. Even though it looked so good to be rich, it was not. Now this week, I thought about, you know, that's the kind of person that was in the parade when Jesus entered Jerusalem. I know, I know every, so we're all going to hear, well, that, that same crowd that was praising Jesus when he was entering was condemning Jesus. Folks, there's over a million people in Jerusalem at this time. So I would say maybe there was some crossover, but we're not talking about everybody in the crowd being fickle. Uh, there was a Zacchaeus in that crowd. I know Lazarus was in that crowd too. And what they're shouting praises to is that this is the king who delivers us from a perishing life and provides us with a flourishing life. That's what their praise is. This is the God. Hosanna means, it's, it's really a verb. Hosanna, God save us, but it becomes a praise because God saved us. You saved us, I'm praising you. These individuals in Zacchaeus, Lazarus, then think of everybody that was blind, anybody that was lame, those that were hungry, those that were lepers, anybody that had experienced the delivering ministry of Jesus, improving the quality of their life, they are joining this parade to say, this is the one, this is the one that makes our life better now. He's changed our life now. And it's going to continue on but it's the now. They're, they're, it's a very moment. Now, I've been rescued. We praise you, Jesus. You sought us out. You initiated this. And you saved us. You delivered us from a dying lie. You really, really, you, you really delivered us from death. We, were, we looked alive, but we were dying. And you delivered us. And now we're going to flourish in life. Paul says it. A little bit different in Romans, but I, I just I, this this connection. This news, I am most proud to proclaim. I, I've got nothing to be ashamed of in proclaiming this news. This is an extraordinary message of God's powerful plan to rescue everyone who trusts Him. God's plan is to rescue every single human being. And all God is asking is for people to trust Him. God's way of putting people right, God's way of setting people right, shows up in the acts of faith, confirming what Scripture has said all along. Friends, it was an act of faith for Zacchaeus to get out of that tree and welcome Jesus into his home. It was an act of faith for Zacchaeus to say, I will give half of my possessions. It's his assets. It's not just my cash in the bank. It's it's the assets that I have, the land I have, the homes I have, the money I have, all of my assets, half of my assets, 
I'm going to give to the poor because I took it away from them. That's an act of faith. Those that I extorted for it, you know, extorted, I'm going to give them back. I'm going to pay them back for it. That's an act of faith. God's way of putting people right shows up in the acts of faith, confirming what Scripture has said all along. The person in right standing before God by trusting in Him. Say that out loud with me. Really, really lives. We're talking about flourishing life, really being alive, living at a place that's really good. We could use the Hebrew word shalom. We're healthy. Things are right. Really lives. I want to ask you to stand with me. And I want to invite the Holy Spirit just to envelop us. You see, the thing that I think all of us have to realize, there isn't a church on the day of the triumphal entry. But there were people that we, we would call churched. And many of those churched people were living a dying life. They were living a religious life. They went through all the motions. They did all the right stuff. They went to the temple. They brought the sacrifice. They brought, you know, did all the stuff. But they're dying. They're dying. I, I, I don't think that dynamic is any different than what it is today. There are people in churches, and the, the complicated thing with churches versus synagogues is that many of us within the church have said yes to Jesus. But something's kept us from the acts of faith that are needed to move us into a flourishing life. And so we can languish. And Jesus, we can say say all the right stuff, but we can languish in our life. And I think that's, that's, that's where we need the Holy Spirit. To just really, just really help us, you know, find us. Again, he seeks to save. So Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you search us? Would you seek out what's in our hearts? Would you, would you seek out what's going through our brains? And this day, today, Do we want to see Jesus for who Jesus is? Not an image of who we might think Jesus is supposed to be, but who Jesus truly is. Holy Spirit, let us see Jesus for who He is. Do we want salvation to come to our family today? Again, it's salvation, rescue, deliverance defined by Jesus. How Jesus would rescue us. How Jesus would save us. How Jesus would rescue us. Do we want salvation to come to our family today? Holy Spirit, do we want deliverance from our perishing life, exchanging it for a flourishing life? 
to be alive, to be fully alive in the now. And finally, Holy Spirit, do we want to, do we want to join this parade? The parade of the Zacchaeus and the Lazarus and the others in praise of the King who seeks and saves, setting all things right. Hosanna. Hosanna. (laughs) Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna. God saves. Finally, Holy Spirit, give us eyes to see our friends, our neighbors, our family members who are perishing. They're alive, but they're perishing. Who don't know the flourishing life that you provide. Help us to come alongside with you in seeking the lost so that they can be saved. In your name, amen. So thank you very much for our Palm Sunday celebration together.